Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 We really we nail these intros, don't we? We are fucking great at this. I think it like it really like flows directly after that music. I have the intro music finishes playing. It goes. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's like. Hello. hello. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so this is Crit Apocalypse episode eight. Eight. We're eight now. Yeah. Was yeah. the end of year one seven? Yeah, the end of year one was seven. Yeah. We're back to regular reviews this time. We're yeah. going to review films, games, TV things, stuff, anything we feel like. Mm. Yeah. This um, month, mostly stuff that I can do or watch for free. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much same here. <laughs> Actually, hang on. Uh, nope, didn't pay for any of the things directly this month. Fantastic. Right, so... Win. Am I starting, apparently? You're starting. You're number one. You're uh, numero uno. Yeah, I'm going to start with a retro review this week. Boom. Which, to be honest... You no, know, no, most of my stuff... No, two of the things came out this year. Um, what in the last like week? Yeah. <laughs> my game, my thing is a game. It's the PlayStation Two, oft overlooked and pretty much forgotten about game, Total Overdose, which uh, myself and my buddy Paul got playing on the YouTube channel, which it is, also came out on Xbox. I yeah, owned it and PC. And there was I didn't a, yeah, there was a PSP spin-off of it called Chili Con Carnage. There wasn't in. It was which awful. Was a great game. It's it a like great a, name for a game, though. It was a shoot 'em up gallery sort of thing. Yeah. So it was like a third person gallery. Yeah, but I'd buy it just for the name. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was a um I told the story on the um weekly on the episodes that are gonna go up, but there was a time when Codemasters sent me an email once saying, Would you be interested in a game that was uh called what was it? It had another really friggin' same Chapel Burrito. <laughs> I can't remember what called. Who cares? That story ended dreadfully. But anyway, Total <laughs> Overdose is a game which is hilarious. It's <laughs> It's, uh, I'm going to remember the name, and it'll just come to me, just out of nowhere. <laughs> that was the anecdote, which is... I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten. You, you just messed me up. The joke works on every level. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Total Overdose. Yep. Great game. The game starts off with you playing this Mexican dude, and you're in the jungle, and you get shot, and then he blows up, and he dies. And he dies and stuff. And then, and then you play his son... And his son gets blown up by a petrol station after you've done a level with him. And then you play his twin brother, and that's when the game starts, and it's kind of got this open world thing going on, mixed with a bit of Max Payne shooty stunt stuff, running up walls. You get spacey moves. Um, you can like blow up barrels and stuff, and depending on what you're doing at the time, like if you're diving in the air through the flames as they blow up, you get like certain things like burning burrito skills. It's a really over the top silly game, much like Wet and Stranglehold around now. But um, in open free open world environments mostly, like yeah. you could, you're free you can drive as well, can't you? Yeah, you can drive cars yeah. and dive out the cars and drive tractors. And it's, it's as broken as the game is because it is full of bugs. Like in the first twenty minutes of the videos we recorded, twice had a character model floating in midair. Like one bit, I blew up a piece of um, something that a character for some reason was stood on with his arm leaning up against the wall, like he was just relaxing on top of a barrel, and the barrel blew up and he just stayed there. <laughs> um, there's like a little mechanic in the game. It's only for bonus points. If you shoot someone with a hat, their hat flies off in the air. And if you get underneath it, it lands on your head. But sometimes the hat physics are like, oh, it's getting near you. So the game sort of tries to drag it towards you. But sometimes you're not quite near enough. So it goes, maybe not. And then it sort of gets stuck in limbo for a second. You'll see that happen a bunch in the videos. But um, yeah, the first time that happened, it happened when we were between episodes. Um, but that game is a hell of a lot of fun. It's a, it's a massively overlooked little mess of a game. It came from home. I reckon that was around the time the Mercenaries came out, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was like it was quite oversaturated around the yeah, time was it? because GTA Five was coming out as well around then. Two thousand seven, six, two thousand five. Wow. Yeah, another one of those games using renderware. Yeah. Um, one of the quotes on the back from OneUp.com is "pure money." 
Take and, uh, this game to the bank. It is pure money. The digits are printed on dollar bills. IGN said, this game is on tequila and it swallowed the worm. They're not known for their humour, are they? No, IGN suck. Yeah. Um, um, Alright, anyway, so um, yeah, I played the game as well. I played it on Xbox. I used yeah. to really like it. One thing I remember is the graphics are fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, they Even are very outdated. 2005, they were really Well, they, they look like Grand Theft Auto 3's graphics, but Grand Theft Auto 3 came out in 2001, so... Yeah. But um, I enjoyed the shit out of it. It's really silly, it's dumb, it like it doesn't take itself seriously in the slightest. It's, yeah. it's trying to do the Grindhouse thing before Grindhouse became a popular thing then, really, wasn't it? Was this the same game that came out and it came with a free copy of Once Upon a Time in New Me- in Mexico? Probably. I'm I think surprised. this was the game because there's the it has it has the thing from um, Desperado, doesn't it? The briefcases. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the bonus power. Yeah. Yeah. we found out as well because there's a bunch of stuff that happens on our video between episodes because when we were playing it, I didn't have a memory card space and I couldn't bother to sort it out. But I figured it would at least have a checkpoint system. No, no, you have to save to the memory card. And we got about like 30 minutes into it, which will happen in the next part I'm going to upload. And we died. And it restarted the entire game. So I had to start from scratch and play (laughs) through to that bit. And then we carried on from there um, with a save space this time. I had to do the same on Deus Ex 2 on the original Xbox. (laughs) That's a a game you don't ever want to have to replay segments of. But... um. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened in between, like the first time we managed to get a hat to land on our head, and we were like, why weren't we recording this at this moment? I should have just left it recording, but no, no, I, I had to restart. The had them running side by side. I thought it would be smart to save hard drive space and record them separately. Nope. But um, yeah, that game was really fun. I'd love to see something redone with it. Like Maybe if they just did like a clean-up HD version of it, or maybe just a new game entirely. I don't think it did well enough to warrant it. Nah, that's the thing. Yeah, it, but it's, it's one of those things where it's... You'd think that you'd think that the studio that made this would be the ones that are responsible for Guacamole, wouldn't you? Yeah, Guacamole, that's a great game. That's a great game. Um, I liked it. I remember it being really good. I remember I was with someone at the time that I really didn't like. Yeah. I hated my girlfriend at the time. As you do. But it was ten years ago, so I was twenty. I was sixteen. So having sex with her and playing this game, it's a great time. <laughs> Just have sex and then play this game afterwards. And you know you're young, so you don't want to sleep. You weren't old enough to play it. It's an 18 certificate. When have age ratings ever actually come into question? Like, so many parents now, they'll look at a game and they go, Oh, it's it's a video game! Now, kid, parents think the age ratings are um, difficulty settings. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Really? Yeah, honestly, people think the rating system is difficult, even if it's BBFC. They think it's a difficulty setting. Clearly they've never played Yoshi's Island. Fucking idiots, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to remember the name of that game that was on that. Code <laughs> You're gonna like have a tequila have... gun rise. That's it. All right, tequila gun rise. That kind of that was worth it. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty decent. Yeah, because I remember having the email and I was going through it. And it said, "Would you be interested in a game called Tequila Gun?" Yes, and I just didn't even read the of rest course. of it. <laughs> oh. And this was before Total Overdose came out. They had one of the things on there was um, a game set in ancient Greece where you played as Jason and the Argonauts, and I was like, "Hell yeah, fucking yeah!" That was an RPG, that. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, end up being Rise of the Argonauts, and that oh, was terrible. Really it's not a great game. It's all right. But um, yeah, Total Overdose, I'm going to give it a score of Spicy Move. You're going to give it a score of Spicy Move. I'd, I would give it the... You have to work out how to do the right text and get it on the screen. Looking right on. Uh, I'd give it the Mike Myers. The Mike Myers. I'd give it a Mike Myers... The, the Wait, I'd hang on. It... Mike Myers pre or post Love Guru. Well, see, this is the thing. <laughs> Say that now was the Love Guru and we played that. Right. There might be bits that we enjoy there just because... Not in the Love Guru. We might reminisce about a time when Wayne's World was something, 
But if you watch Wayne's World now, it's not as relevant. It's not as popular as it was before. Wayne's World's brilliant. It's Don't a brilliant film. Wayne. It's a brilliant film. But if you show that film to someone who's into the hippity hop and into their <laughs> 50, 50 pennies... That's why you show them CB4, if they're into the hip hop. What's CB4? Have you never seen CB4? Well, by my response to you saying CB4 and me asking what it uh, is, I would assume not. Imagine like a, it's got Chris Rock in it. It's like a parody of hip hop culture in the nineties about rappers. You mean Pootie Tang? Like Pootie Tang, yeah. <laughs> but CB4's genius. Just watch it. All right, um, I'll give it a try. But uh, yeah. but yeah, it's like that. It's uh, Mike Myers. I remember him being really good. But if I was to watch him now, I would just think of the Love Guru. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. It, it it's like it's like an ugly counterpart to the stuff we've got today. We knew we went over this step. And we knew that this step is something that gave birth to other things. Like like I say, guacamole. Obviously, the Mexican Day of the Dead style stuff is an influence on that. Hmm. But, you know, it's something I could happily leave in the past and remember it just as a, a, something I just want before. games that are games again, and that felt like a game. That felt like a, a, like, you know, a big production game that's not afraid to be silly. Like, well, you don't get that now, do you? Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon wasn't a big release game, though. That was a download content thing. Blood Dragon. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, but it's not... I mean, I'm talking a big release. Speaking of video games, this is my turn now. Speaking of big releases. <laughs> Speaking of download content. So, I have PlayStation Plus and a PlayStation 4. No, you got a game for free. I got a game for free! I'm going to talk about two free games this week. But, um, but anyway, I got a game for free. I got um, Infamous First Light... Oh, is that the... Question um... mark? I don't know if that's the name. <laughs> that's... Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, a little bit of background on Infamous. You play a superhero. Um, and before you had electrical powers, you were Cole something. Mr. Generic Shouty Bald Man. Cole Porter? Who fucking cares? <laughs> so, anyway, you had, you had electric powers. And over time, you could get more powers like fire powers and ice powers and, and the power to be an obnoxious stereotype. And it, it, it was fine. It was a good game. A lot of people liked it. I, I had a go. It was all right. It's cool. It's fun. And then they bring out a new one. And the new one, it looks really pretty, but it's uh, it's lacking substance. Yeah, they got powers all different now. There's smoke and neon. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Imagine like... someone made you a cake and they got the yeah. icing perfectly right, but in the middle there was no sponge. I thought the most impressive thing I saw was the um, facial rig animations. That's me being a tech nerd. It looks a watching... bit like a cartoon. Yeah, times. the animations on their faces are really nicely done. Yeah. But um, uh, as a bit as, as a free game, it's great. I enjoyed it to the extent I think it's meant to be enjoyed. It feels like there's a lot missing, but I'm guessing that's this is the first it's a continuation thing, of the storyline. So it's a different assu- characters and everything. Yeah, world, I'm yeah. assuming that there's a lot more meat and potatoes to the main game. And this is more the gravy. Yeah, the main game's got this weird ARG game you have to do. Like, you have to go around all these different websites. It's all hidden throughout. You don't have to do it. It's like a hidden extra thing. Oh, the... the, the uh, oh, weird little things hidden. Yeah, origami. Yeah, the little origami things. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's I heard about cool. the paper trail, they call it. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? We're talking about... You're talking about the past, and This is the future. It's a free game. It's worth your time. <clears throat> if you don't have anything better to play on the PS4, then it's worth your time. It has um, a decency to disappear after a few hours, doesn't it? Like you've yeah, done. it's not. It's not massively long. Yeah, it's. I haven't completed it yet, but that's more because I'm not very good with PlayStation controllers anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you find this. I find Xbox and GameCube and, and Wii controllers a little bit easier, and I think it's just because those two thumbsticks in the middle are massive hands. And for some reason, once you like spin them over and you've got your thumbs on them, it's just like really difficult to operate. Yeah, I, I always rest my think my left thumb on the D pad. Oh yeah, see, see, yeah. you can't do that in this because that's your movement's gone. Yeah. Can't move. Yeah. And then you lose the game. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's a really nice as a free piece of content. There's a couple of other games that have been out this month that I'd recommend more. It's like, quite cheap if you want it separately, though. It's, um, it's game of always, yeah, game of always selling in that because it's a standalone thing. You don't need yeah, second son to play need, it. You don't need the original. Uh, one really nice bit of contrast <clears throat> is they've also given away this month. Um, God, what's the game where you've got the you've you've got the red weird growths and you it's like open world again and you can like absorb people. Prototype. Prototype 2 is free oh. for the PS3. Oh. So if you've got a PS3 and a PS4, fuck the PS4. Play the PS3 game that's free. Because that's great. That's awesome. It's a really good game. And there was another one um, for the Vita. There's, it's just PlayStation Plus stuff. It's all free. Uh, but really, this month, I'd say the highlight wasn't First Light. Because that's a really nice looking game, but it does lack substance. Like I said, it's like the gravy of the meal or like a cake without sponge. But Prototype 2 is a really, really nice, really meaty game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to it, and there's a lot of fun to be had there. Obviously, you become overpowered very quickly, which is the fault of the game and the plot, but still, it's very fun, so I'd recommend that more. Because I played the first Prototype, but I got kind of annoyed with the controls after a while. They're just throwing too many different button combinations at you. And yeah. It's not... It's, Basically, the same guys made Hulk Ultimate Destruction on PS2, which and I that love. That game is yeah, that game's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you play the Incredible Hulk game? Which one? Oh, the one for the movie. Yeah, for the yeah. Xbox apparently, it's quite messy. It's it tries to be Hulk Ultimate Destruction, but you don't have any of the fun. No, you can't make boxing gloves out of cars or skateboards out of buses. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd give um, I'd give uh, I would give Infamous Last Light, First Light, First Light a. You're still trying to think of actors, aren't you? I'd give it a demi more. Yep. <laughs> right, because as soon as you've seen... What's the film where she flashes? Striptease? No, it's not striptease. What's the film where she gets her... She gets her... The, the, the lady parts. That's Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Basic... Sharon Stone. I would give it a Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Oh, dear. Once you've seen it, you probably won't want to go there because Michael Douglas has definitely ruined that for you. Even if he just went down, or have you seen that chin? Vacuumous cave. Oh dear. Large expanse. That's disgusting. Still would though. <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, I'm going to do a uh, a film review. Boom. I'm going to start off with. I'm going to do two Asian films this week. Racist. What? <laughs> First one I'm going to start off is like uh, what I consider sort of like the disappointing slow death of someone. Um, Chinese Zodiac, the Jackie Chan film, where you <laughs> gradually just watch all your memories of Jackie Chan. Just this one moment, a bright spark, and this whole film is just this mess. Like it's tied to the Armor of God series, you know, Operation Condor, as it was called over here for whatever reason. Um, those films are amazing, like classic Jackie Chan films. Brilliant, the pacing of the fights, the way that like. The combat in his fights, like if he was in a gimmick in situation, there's usually some sort of gimmick to his action scene, but it would happen because of where the stories led them. Mm. Like it's led them to a playground and they have a fight in the playground and police story too. Or, um, you know, the roller blade sequence, the roller skate sequence in Winners of Sinners and, you know, uh, was it, which film is it where it's got the bit where he runs down the alleyway and the car's coming after him, he jumps up onto the wall. Who am I? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's also it's, where he drives. That's the same film where after he runs down the stairs, the woman pulls up in the mini and he gets in the mini and it's like a rally car and she turns out to be like a rally driver or something. That film's schizophrenic. I don't like who am I. Who am I? <laughs> but, it's a chef. <laughs> but he's like, um, 
those films, they had a skill, and it's it's beyond like Jackie Chan just like happening to work with great directors or anything like that, and him happening to have like really cool ideas for stunt sequences. Like he directed a lot of those films, mm-hmm. and he knows what he's doing. He knows how to edit action scenes, which no one does these type these days. Shaky um, cats. Yeah, it's a secret to every. It's action the film. edits, man. Um, watch uh, every frame of paintings, Jackie Chan and action comedy video. It's absolutely superb. Like a pr- perfect explanation of what makes Jackie Chan's older films work. Chinese Zodiac has like next to none of that. There's one sequence in the film where it feels like the classic Jackie Chan, where there's they're in a factory where they're making where the bad guy's making is Oliver Platt. Um, is making fake uh, artifacts to sell an auction, things like that. And there's a sequence where he meets a rival of his. This is the first time he meets him, and this is an hour and a bit into the film. Um, for some reason, they introduce a rival for him towards the final act. And they have a fight sequence where they're betting each other that they could beat each other up without leaving this sofa they're on. So they're fighting on this multi-piece sofa without getting off it. So they've always got one foot on it and they're bouncing around. It's like a proper Jackie Chan fight, creative idea, a fight that couldn't happen anywhere else. It only happened in that one location. And it's a really cool idea. And then that leads into a fight in a photo area and like a photography room. And that's got a brilliant bit where he jumps through a photo frame, throws a camera at the guy and he grabs the camera. The camera flashes and Jackie Chan's pulling the pose in the <laughs> photo frame. Um but those that whole sequence feels like a Jackie Chan sequence. Yeah, there, there's a rhythm to the action; it all works well. Yeah. The rest of the film, he's got a rollerblade suit thing in the first five minutes, and you don't know what they've stolen or what they've done. For some reason, he's just got this suit that's covered in wheels, and he rolls down a hill, and there's loads of CGI. And yeah, the final sequence is a skydiving bit. He's an old man now. Yeah, that's he can still do that stuff though. But he can still do the fight sequences. Yeah, but he's risking his life more. And more <laughs> probably, doesn't he? But it's just. It's when just said, lacking it, man. When you said Oliver Platt was ripping off antiques, yeah, I kind of thought of knockoff starring Jean Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider. Everyone knows the greatest Oliver Platt film was Ready to Rumble with Jeff. Oh Marcus. my god, that's a great film. <laughs> it's not a great film. That's a great film. I think you're overselling it. No, have you got it? No, God. Oh, no. Why have you not got that film? You looked over there as if you had it. No, you looked over there, and then I looked over there. Why would I have Ready to Rumble? Because it's a great film. It's a John Cusack, not John Cusack. John David Arquette. It's David Arquette. Yeah, and the short guy from Hawaii Five-0. And Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh yeah, she's in yeah. it. Perry Saturn. Evan Goldberg. <laughs> and Goldberg. Yeah, and Goldberg. Yeah, it's a terrible film. It's a great film. But um, That yeah. is a good wrestling match at the end as well, man. Don't pick on the that triple film. Triple cage match. Yeah. And his son has dental problems. Hilarity. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that movie now. One thing with Chinese Zodiac, though. Yeah. Um, The version that's on Netflix is dubbed into English. Except for when characters speak Chinese specifically... Or someone speaking French, mm. or when they go to any other country where they're talking a different language. Here's the thing that bugs me: the film was obviously released in China originally. Yep. So they would have been speaking Chinese in that film. So when the character speaks Chinese and the other characters don't understand what she's saying because she's speaking Chinese, how are they having the rest of the conversation with her? Magic of cinema. Hmm. But they're dubbed. It's not like Jackie Chan's. Jackie Chan was speaking Chinese in the thing. I could get it if they were. Shooting in English because they're thinking international release because it's Jackie Chan's supposed to be his last big action film. Supposed to be. Yeah, there's a police story film came out the year after. Um, came out last oh, year, didn't I it? Saw police that story new two. Police no, story. that's that's the old one. This is two, police story 2013. It's a new one, but Jackie Chan doesn't have an action role in that. But um, well, not his bigger didn't one. Didn't even new police story. But um, this film just like confusingly put together. Like the story makes little to no sense. Action sequences end on a whimper continuously, except for that one forgery factory sequence, which is like pure Jackie Chan gold. 
Um, this sounds upsetting. This sounds like yeah. watching a man descend into madness. It's like watching an American Jackie Chan film. <laughs> who am I? Which I don't like. Australian. I'm not a big fan of Who Am I. I think that's Australian. Yeah, that, is, that film's Jackie Chan going. I want this and I want this and I want this. And they're like, yeah, sure, have it all. I'm going to be a Native American in this scene. Hey, do you remember when Jackie Chan's? Um, there's a fight on top of a building in Rumble in the Bronx. Is it Rumble in the Bronx? Possibly. There's there's a Rumble Rumble. He in has a fight on a lot of buildings. Like there's Rumble in the Bronx. It's a car. It's a car park. Yeah, there's a fight on top of the car park. There's a fight How? in a car park in Rumble in the Blocks. It's got the yeah, bit where Yeah, it goes they're... to the top and he climbs down out through the levels. Yeah. And there's a car stunt bit where it rolls towards him and he runs over the roof of the car, jumps yeah. off and kicks the guy in the face. And How crazy is it that we live in a time where Kevin Bacon did the same sti- same scene in Death Sentence, <laughs> directed by James Wan? <laughs> like, Jackie Chan, one of the greatest martial artists f- from cinema in, in the last decade, like, last 50 years, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Has been emulated by Kevin Bacon. He gets emulated by everyone now. A man who refused to listen. Even and John you Lithgow some... said, "Don't dance," and he said, "I'm gonna fucking dance." And then Chris <laughs> Penn's like, "I want to dance too." And he's like, "Let's hear it for the boys." Yeah. And then they danced. And the message of it was, "We're all Kevin Bacon." No, the message was <laughs> that if you smoke, fight, dance through a factory, you will get the inspiration to smoke, fight, dance your way to victory, no matter what religion. People are preaching. They're wrong. Dancing's good. Yeah. Dancing's good, John Lithgow. <laughs> but, uh, Fuck you, John Lithgow. Love you. You're doing stuff to Smash Bros now. Yeah, it's saying there's no SD card inside, but... No. We shouldn't need one, should we? We probably will. You, if you don't use an SD card, you won't be able to snap... Oh, I don't want to save snap. We're going to play Smash Bros later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're doing... But, yeah. Um, Multitasking. <laughs> Johnny Zodiac was meh. Yeah. That's about the best I can say for it. It's a, we, we went off on a tangent there. Jackie Chan taking his career out with a whimper. Uh, your review. <laughs> My next review, um, I'm super excited about doing one of these because I haven't picked which one I'm going to do next, but I'm super excited about talking about any of these. I'm just that kind of person. Energy is flying. This month, I saw The Hobbit Free. You can't tell at home, listeners, but I was making a facial expression that showed my distaste for this movie. It is shite. It is upper, utter tripe. Um, where to start? We spoke about The Hobbit before, didn't we? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of The no. Hobbit. I can't get through Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm pl- I can I can get into Lord of the Rings, but I just like the films I just struggle with. It's different. Yeah. yeah. I don't the know plight, why. I've tried. The tired man. I mean, I'm playing Shadows of Mordor, and I've played yeah. War in the North. I like those games. Yeah. I like the setting. Just... Aragon. Yeah. Anyway, um, so The Hobbit 3 is a continuation of The Hobbit 2. The end of The Hobbit 2, Smaug was flying towards the village. He's making his way. He's going to kill someone, or kill the village, or kill Stephen Fry. I wasn't quite sure. He's going to burn things. He's going to burn the shit out of that village. Stephen Fry in it? Stephen Fry's in it. He plays like the village. There's a sequence with Benedict Cumberbatch and And Stephen Stephen Fry Fry together. Yeah. Don't they play brothers in Sherlock? Uh, Who knows nor care. No, 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 they play brothers. Uh, Stephen Fry plays uh, his brother in the big screen one, and the small screen oh. one is the guy from League of Gentlemen. Oh. Um, anyway, back to the story. Um, so Smaug is flying towards the village. We come in on Smaug burning the village to the ground. All of a sudden, the bard, played by Luke Evans, who is he, he's quite a good actor. I liked him in Dracula Untold or whatever it was. That was actually not a bad movie. I would probably recommend that more than The Hobbit 3. Anyway, he fires an arrow and he kills Smaug. He fires the arrow by resting it on the shoulder of his son and digging two sides of a broken bow into this building. 
and then fires into the heart of Smaug. This sounds exciting. It's not. Don't look at me like that. Don't be excited. <laughs> Smaug goes down. He plummets to the ground. He's dead. You know, and you'd think to yourself, wow, that was a short 15, 20 minute movie I just watched. What's happening? And then cue the actual movie. For about 40 minutes, we're told that the uh, head, head dwarf named Corey <laughs> has, has <laughs> too much whiskey. The whiskey settled on top of my Coke can. <laughs> so I thought I'd sip it up. Yeah. Bad idea. And it just like, oh, it vaporized. Um, oh yeah, sorry. So, uh, Forin has become obsessed with gold and treasure and finding this jewel, which conveniently Bilbo Baggins has, is it Bilbo or Frodo in this? Bilbo. Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins has pocketed it Bilbo, after Bilbo, seeing the madness Bilbo, in the Bilbo eyes Baggins. of Forin, who is now claiming himself to be king of the dwarves because he's reclaimed the mountain. Yeah. Um, turns out that he made a promise to both the, um, the elven king named Frongal, played by Lee Pace, and also the bard, again played by Luke Evans, to give them treasures onto themselves to be able to lead their people and feed their people and help everyone and make sure everything was prosperous. And also just because they helped them on their journey to get to the mountain and save all this stuff. Also, to be honest, Luke Evans killed the fucking dragon. He deserves a fair bit of cash from those dwarven pricks. <laughs> the king refuses to give it to him, so here comes the five armies, of which I could only count four. But anyway, here comes the, the five bats. armies. Um, it starts off, the, the elves are there, they're like, give us our money! And the, uh, they're like, no, fuck off! And then Billy Conley comes and he's a, he's a dwarf and he's like, give us our money! Or let us through, we'll go hang out with our dwarven buddies. It's like, fuck off, no, the elves are here, they're in the way. And then come the people and they're like, give us some money so we can survive, cause we're dying sadly. And then, and then, cue, the orcs who come in and the orcs are like, listen mate, we're evil, we want your mountain. He's like, fuck off, you can't have my mountain. And they all start fighting, there's some bats for some reason. Needless to say, most people die. Mountain's not saved for anyone. I think the treasure probably goes to the elves because they're pretty badass. And then that's the end of the movie. That's it. Bilbo goes home, all his shit's being sold by all these lecturers. That was the end, I'll stop there. I'll sit in the same bounce. And yeah, just it's a shit film. It's fucking awful. It should have ended in the first 20 minutes. It should have ended in the last film. They didn't need a big battle, and the battle lasts an hour and a half. You it has to be free films now. The need get, for a trilogy is greater than story you requirements. You get tired. These are minutes of our lives. You are sapping away. And I willingly went to see this un- against my better judgment. I made the made the journey <clears throat> to go see this. I don't have a cinema in my house, Peter Jackson. I don't have the ability to walk five paces down the road and find a cinemaplex. You don't get to hold the whole of New Zealand to ransom I just to film get a film to hold series. The whole of New Zealand and kill horses, <laughs> you bastard! You killed horses for the first Hobbit film, and that wasn't even very good. The lives of... You kill some actri- actresses and actors, that's fine. But horses... They're not real people. They haven't done anything. That's mean. Anyway. Yeah, take, yeah don't be D.W. Griffith, man. It was really shit, guys. It's like, really a 1920s film reference there, and no one's going to remember <laughs> what D.W. Griffith did to horses. In, in all seriousness, the film <laughs> is so hard to grasp any of the real reasons behind the the main character like sorry not the main character because it's Bilbo apparently from Foran the the dwarven king played by um shit I know his name who cares fuck him he he gets over his his greed this illness they call it like the dragon's illness where he's obsessed with money and wealth yeah. he gets over that by having a dream sequence an hour before the end of the film and he's like come on lads get in here We'll save you. Come on into the base and you can have your... It's just pointless to have that fucking uh, plot point if it's just going to resolve itself. I can't can't deal with plot points being resolved in a dream. Or even information being given to a character in a dream. Like in Man of Steel. 
that's the thing though. Like he knocks down the thing and he's like, "Come on, lads, we'll go out and fight them." The, the armies of both elves and dwarves are having trouble holding off the orcs. What are twelve fucking more dwarves gonna do? Well, they've got beards and big dwarves. It's just pointless. They it's might be drunk. They might be really ordinary. It's bad storytelling. It's bad filmmaking. It's pointless. It's redundant by its own conception. It's just why. It just. I know you want money, but come on now. You used to have artistic integrity. You remember the Frighteners? Hell yeah, that's the last time he was good. The Frighteners was a film that you could see drippings of Peter Jackson in. Mm. King Kong was a fucking photocopy of something he wanted to do a long time ago and screwed it up. <laughs> it's and then and then all of a sudden you got the Hobbit and he's just basically fucking raped an accordion to extend its length. It's just what is the point in making a three hundred page book into what has to be roughly about seven hundred and twenty page fucking script? Yeah. What is the point? <laughs> Why? What? How did you see common sense there? I know you've got a story to tell, but tell the fucking story. Don't tell that story plus another story plus a story you've made up because you think you're better than J.R.R. Tolkien, the person who conceived these things you have bastardised. Just watch the Russian version of The Hobbit, man, the one that came out in like no, the just read early the book. 80s. <laughs> just read the book. Use no, no, your beautiful imagination to enjoy a fucking great story. And it's done. The thing Which is, if he hadn't done. got those films made and started adding in as much of the other stuff as possible, people would just be going, oh, he's done The Hobbit now, can you do The Cimmerillion next? And it would just be like, oh, do that, do that, do that, because that's what Lord of the Rings fans are like. But, they want it right. all. My argument is, like, they're still going to ask for that, because yeah, there's still idiots that are seeing this film and going, oh, great, it's fantastic. I'll tell you what, I love a good battle scene. But you're watching something. It's like the equivalent of fucking staring at a sparkler and going, oh, God, this is deep. This is a bit of phosphorus on a stick. This is deep, guys. I could watch this for hours. Oh, it's gone out. I've got to pay for another one. <laughs> just fucking buy a pack of pack. Just buy the book. It's at least forty sparklers. You can uh, fuck you, everyone. Anyway, your turn. <laughs> Genuinely, I don't know why I'm so angry about it. But then at the same time, this man is making films and. People are saying, oh, he's a genius. No, the sentence ends. This man is making films. He's lost it. We've seen enough films. We know how scripts work. We know how how shots work and scenes work and how a story is told. People, you tell kids bedtime stories. You're a better storyteller than fucking Peter Jackson because it doesn't take you four years to tell the fucking story. Jesus. Next year we get to start getting into the Star Wars films, don't we? Well, see, but I have faith in Star Wars because they've at least had the intelligence to go, all right, this isn't going to be a self-endorsing journey through the fucking stupid whimsy of some man who really likes it. And they've got an individual story for each film, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, they've got that kid from Attack the Block, and I'm really excited to see him do something other than, what was that film with Tom Cruise where he died? Repeatedly. Well, um, all you need is kill. Edge um, of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. The yeah. one that everyone keeps killing, live, die, repeat. Or I'm pretty sure that's the kid out of Attack the Block. Yeah. yeah. It is possibly. It? I mean, I think he puts on an American accent. But yeah, also, yeah. But great film attack the block, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that kid's career because he's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> right. Um. I don't know. I down the wrong hole. <laughs> well, I was gonna move on to reviewing Defense Grid too, but I realised I talked about that on the end of year one. <laughs> you did, yeah. Yeah. So, um. I'm gonna review Middle Earth Shadow. Have I already talked about Middle Earth Shadow Mordor on here before? Uh, yeah, we go again. Go on, if you want to no. talk about it again. Okay, next review. Um, <laughs> see, you messed it all up now. I just messed up my flow. Do you know what I played this week? Need an answer. What? 
What, what did you um, Video game critic simulator. <laughs> oh, yeah. You already spoke about that as well. Oh, shit. Is this a bit, or are you actually forgetting what you've reviewed on the show? I'm forgetting everything that I've covered, man. You said you were going to do retro reviews, but you're... I know, I did a retro review. Oh. Have you got yeah. one? No, I did Total, Total Overdose. Oh, yes, yeah, so you did. Um, Let's do Shadow of Middle, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor's. <laughs> we're floundering. Yeah, because that game is, like... I've played it. I've played it before. I got it the other week, and I've played it before. <laughs> Um, we played it a while ago on the channel, on the, on the Mellow Gaming, and it was just a PS4 version. We played it for about an hour and a half, and that's all we did of it. So I've played a lot more of it now. I'm playing the PC version, um, which is horribly unoptimized. Yeah. Um, but, um, it, my PC can handle its graphics, man. I, Alien Isolation is playing at full spec on my PC, and it even bumped it up to 2K resolution when I first set it up. Because it was like, oh, we can handle this. Um, but Shadow of Mordor, I have to put the um, texture quality on medium for some reason. That's really strange. Yeah. It should be able to handle the ultra high res textures. I've got like ten gigs of RAM between the um, RAM sticks and the two gigs on the memory on the graphics card, but now nah, I can't handle it. Um, but Shadow Mordor as a game, every game released in the last five years, it is. It's got the towers from Assassin's Creed. It's got the like a simplified stealth system from Assassin's Creed. The combat is straight out of Batman. It has like the only one idea it has is that Nemesis system, but everything has a copy somewhere else. The instant teleport strikes you can do are taken from other games, and oh, I just I'm enjoying what I'm playing. What it is, I quite enjoy when you come across like different orcs and they shout some random bit of abuse at you. I'm gonna eat your throat. Yeah, yeah. Or you come across an orc and he's wearing a crown that's on fire. That's yeah. entertaining. You like? Do you think to yourself, how do they keep that going? What <laughs> fuel system has he got here? He's got a wick in there. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just. I've played it before, man. Is this what games are now? Yeah. Is this is just all... The, is the, I mean, this is the thing that bugs me, is that this past year over Christmas, I've seen a lot more people saying we're really tired of this game design system, especially Ubisoft, who are the worst. But everyone copies this format anyway. For they always have... Years, the, what else have you heard? Yeah, it's all been like that. That's why Far Cry 4 is exactly the same as Far Cry 3. That's why I love Papers, please. That's why when Jim <laughs> Sterling jokes about climbing towers in your car in the crew, someone goes, actually, you do unlock towers. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, shit. It's not, but it's not even a joke anymore. It's just a fact of how games are designed. And the worrying thing is the only games that seem to be free of this design theory now are football games and UFC games. <laughs> like Dark Souls. Dark Souls. There's the tower swallow in that. No, it's not. No, no, and also, um, what's the plot? Oh, you're a you're an undead being. They call a uh... yeah. But what's your drive? Well, you have to unlock the you have to unlock the four fires, yeah. which are the four souls of the original keepers of the underworld. But what's the emotional drive for the field? Okay. There is no emotional drive. That's there... the point. It's difficult. There's there's not always a payoff. Like the four. Is there no story about like some someone being killed and you're out for? No, you are dead. I mean, you can't remember. You've been killed. Life. You've been no. made hollow, yeah. That's fair enough. I'll let Dark Souls off then. Yeah, and because... Dark, Souls, Dark Souls 2 to a lesser extent. But it's all about... Dark Souls was about the dragons laid waste to this to this plane of existence. They they essentially um, managed. And, and you're there to reignite the Keeper fires and try and light the way for the hollow that now... That now Dark uh, Souls 2 is made. the third game now in the... Yeah, because it's because it was it was yeah. What's that new one they're doing? Is it Bloodborne, Bloodborne which is, looks like the same um, sort of thing? Bloodborne, you're alive, um, and it's and it involves that makes a difference. It's a Victorian <laughs> setting, and it's guns and things like that. But it's a different mm. it's a different plot. But yeah, it's probably a very similar game mechanic. I mean, it, it, 
the argument would be that um, originality is very much dead. Um, and and when it where it isn't dead, it's usually a case of too many cooks. Too many cooks. <laughs> um, but it's usually a case of you'll have one person go, I'd really like that aspect of Final Fantasy. They just go over safe design, though. They, they have a design dot that's pre-printed out, and they just go, right, we need to get all this stuff in here, let's make this game. The one thing I'll say with Shadow Mordor, it seems to have released in a state that works. Like, mostly, well, apart from the optimization on PC. It, it wasn't bugging out all over the place. My argument all. for Shadow of Mordor would be that it's a very competent game. It's enjoyable. I think it would be more enjoyable if we loved that universe. Yeah. Even, even more so if we had an active interest in Tolkien's other writings. Because from what I know, there are characters in there that also in other books. Well, I've true. come across Smeggle. Smeagol. Oh, I fucking hate that dude. Um, and there's um, the Wraith guy, spoilers, is the one who forged the One Ring, apparently. At oh, least that's okay. where the story's telling me right now. I don't yeah. believe it. I think the memories may not be his memories. I think okay. the memories may be someone else's. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't go that deep into that game. I didn't really play it for very long. I've played about eight hours of it so far. It's much more than I did. Yeah. I it's, about two. it's one of those things. It's just adequate, and that's what they are now. Well... The argument would be that adequate's better than the fucking shit that we've had yeah. some years, but I mean. So I'm looking forward to Arkham Knight, and after the way games have copied Arkham um, Arkham City, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I think this Arkham Knight is just going to be more of the same. I'm getting that. That's um, I've got it pre-ordered. Thirty-six pound hmm. it cost me for the Xbox One. I'll get it on PC when it comes out. Um, but I'm just it's just I'm just baffled by this now. It's there was a time when the big releases were varied, and you'd get really odd games in there. And... There was a time. Yeah. To go back, there was a time. Um, there was a time when I would play my Xbox 360 and yearn for the games of yore. <laughs> and I can see you've got Dark Stalkers. Yeah, Dark Siders. Dark Siders and Dark Siders too. Yeah. Um, I love those games. They're decent games because I didn't have an N64. I couldn't replay Zelda. Zelda the Hate. Yeah. Zelda the 3D remake on the 3DS wasn't released yet, hmm. so I, I had that. a game that was like a new story. <laughs> It was like a new thing, and it was almost... It's, it's identical to Zelda. Very similar God of to War Zelda. Zelda. The only thing they haven't got right is the lock-on system. That's pretty awful. Mm. But, um, but that, at times like that, I strive for something reliable and familiar. Now I'm I'm hoping that there is more of this creationism in games. I, I, I hope... You remember Spore was touted as this amazing thing, and it was fun for a little while, but... They didn't really think about the long game. But at least they tried. But at least they tried. And yeah. there was that was really exciting. When I heard about sport, that was really exciting. I was young, so you only get... You, like, got that, um... you wouldn't be able to buy the magazines when you were that old. You'd just look at the front covers or have a flick through whilst you're in the supermarket <laughs> and you'd find out about it. And you'd want to play it. And I never had a good enough PC. It was only until five years later. And I played it for about ten hours and I think that was eight hours too long. <laughs> that was the problem. But um, stuff like... Like I said, uh, FTR I could play for hours on end. Papers, please. I could play for hours and hours on end. Um, things like even stupid little distractions like WWE Supercard I love yeah, yeah. playing that game and and then I go I lost to King of the Ring the other day I was guide got to the <laughs> finals man I go to big budget games and I I think my problem is I am resonating more towards the Wii U now games are being released rather than the Xbox yeah because while well, Nintendo are pulling out the same like characters and stuff they're there's doing such like, this really high quality they're beyond like this one which is just adequate it's 60 frames per second, 1080p, looks great, plays yeah. great, and it is just like a comfortable place to be. Yeah. You don't. You Have don't... you watched the Game Grumps playthrough of Super Mario 3D World? No. Every single level's got something new. That's what Nintendo used to do on the SNES. Mm. Like It's constantly throwing new ideas at you, until you get to the point where you get to the hard versions of the levels, because yeah. it does a whole 
Rainbow Road type thing where you're playing through like fiendish versions of the previous levels, but they okay. still chuck in the odd new idea here and there, yeah. odd thing to mess with you. But games don't do that now. Like I can't see Mordor throwing a new ad- idea at me now. I'm like that far, far I'm into the game. Yeah, I'm reckoning it'll probably. I mean, no one expansion download contents are done lets you ride on the back of those giant grogs or whatever they're called I did that in a yeah. Star Wars game 10 years ago yeah they look like Rancor pit monsters yeah, they do, they're just like yeah. Rancors that's what I said when we yeah. were talking about it before yeah um, I mean I they've got zombie enemies the ghouls yeah. they've got to be in there <laughs> speaking of ghouls have you seen the film Vampire in Brooklyn starring Eddie Murphy yeah years ago god how good is the ghoul in that for a comedy <laughs> comedy horror film the ghoul in that is very well done I remember um, that came out they went Eddie Murphy's career is revived here's the nutty professor yeah <laughs> I haven't um, seen Night Professor in the cinema. But I think that Jesus. if I'm if I'm totally honest, I think grasping originality now is like I don't it's like grasping want, at a balloon. I want something and, beyond adequate and holding it too tight. It's <laughs> yeah. just going to burst, and then you have all this shit. Alien Isolation was like really nice, and I felt like that handled a gameplay style that's relatively new, like the Outlaw style of gameplay. That's something that's arisen over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, March of Pigs and all that sort of stuff. But it did. It managed to infuse it with the world of Alien. So I think that's Absolutely. one of the few AAA games that I felt like really like yeah. felt like something. Well, the first time I watched gameplay of that, and I was getting chills right as the aliens. Like Mordor one, maybe if that's the same effect people who are fans of Lord of the Rings maybe get from some of those games. But maybe it's always represented as a hack and slash thing, and it feels so much like something else. It's yeah. Uh, um, I mean, my problem with Alien Isolation, I didn't have any. I, it got to a point in Alien Isolation where I felt like I was carrying gravel up a, up a slope just to... <laughs> I've still know. not finished it. <laughs> yeah. It genuinely, at one point, it, to me, because I didn't get scared by it. I wasn't scared. I was never at any point did I feel underpowered. It's tense. I didn't even feel tense. You should, you should have been here when I was playing it with Paul here. He was, <laughs> he was practically shitting himself. Like. But I've played so many horror games I was raised on horror films, so it's a mm. whole different concept for me. Oh my god, I should play for Alien Isolation with Paul on the YouTube channel. Yeah, you should. That, that'd <laughs> be a winner. In, he sits there going... <laughs> but um i think that i think the problem really is that these things are popular for a reason there are a lot of people out there that don't mind playing the same game yeah and we are in the minority and that's why that's why we are looking towards indie that's why make king thing he can make candy crush saga follow with farm saga or whatever it's the same game whatever it is yeah that's why that shit can exist what I'd, what I'd love to do is I would love to review... I'd love to give more attention to indie games. Yeah. Um, the problem is that... I don't have money to buy new indie games. I don't have money <laughs> to buy new indie games. And I would hate to... I do feel bad when I buy them in like the Humble Bundle. Because people have put so much of their time and attention and love into those things. But at the same time, it's the only way I can afford to spend £15. Did you see... Thinking of awesome game. indie game. Did you see the awesome games done quick speed one of Shovel Knight? No. Jesus, man. 42 minutes. Finish <laughs> the entire game. Fuck it, it's taught me some new tricks. Really? Yeah, some new bugs. I'm going to work on that, man. I don't like when people use bugs to their advantage to speedrun again. It was really clever stuff, though. It wasn't like they didn't do anything where they broke the game to the point where you were like skipping entire levels or anything like that. Yeah, but you say, when you say to a point, that means they have broken it. It was all clever stuff. Like, there's, um, you know, when you go through one part of the top of the level to another, if there's a ladder directly above the point you go through, the game interprets that you're on the ladder, like Mega Man used to. So when you go up, you instantly jump onto the ladder, so you've shaved off a few seconds of your travel time. Um, There was ways of getting up above the top of the level and dropping down a little bit later, Um, using the you know the rapier thing you get, using that to skip massive sections of the levels just through perfect timing, like the. There's a section in the game which is nightmarish where there's wind blowing in four different directions yeah. and you have to try and make it across this thing. And the idea is you're meant to use the platforms to stop yourself from flying off over the edge. Yeah. 
they did it in one move. Like they literally went from 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 and dropped down and landed perfectly through the other side in like five seconds. And the de- the developers were on Skype talking to them as it was going, and they were just like, "What? <laughs> You're not meant to do that." But um, that's a great game. It's a very good game. But I, Shadows of Mordor is a mediocre game. I, I wouldn't even say it's mediocre. It's a good game. It's just yeah, not it's original. Good. Yeah, the it's, Nemesis it's, system's fun, but I I would never I would never say to someone that their opinion is less valid than mine. But I'd say that a lot of people that praise it, that play games for a living, yeah, you are kind of just say that they don't do anything original. I don't care about your score. That's your thing. I don't believe in the scores, as you can hear from our fucking podcast and we relate actors. <laughs> but, I didn't even score the last thing I reviewed. Yeah. So um, yeah, just. Just be honest. Like, it, I understand that Gamergate was a whole different issue when it came to games journalism. That was just sexist idiots trying to be dicks. Hmm. But when it comes to game journalism, this goes to male, female, heads of magazines and things like that. Just have that little line just say it's not original, but in the counter-argument to that, they'd have to put it every time they review a game. And it's not so much that I don't care about necessarily a game being original. Yeah. I just want it to not be exactly the same format as everyone. I don't want it to be so transparent that it has the exact same so setup. So you do want it to be original? Like, no, <laughs> no. A game can still have like a Mega Man gameplay. Shovel Knight is Mega Man's gameplay. There were six Mega Man games. I've yeah. played three of them. There's so more far. than six Mega Man games. There's six of the original Mega Man games, or there's, there's eight? seven. Is there seven? And then there's a no. There's ten really if you count the ones they released recently. But um, I've played the first three recently, hmm. and they are hard. Yeah, they are not easy games. No. I'm not very good at them. But you can have like you can borrow concepts from elsewhere, but when every single game is doing the exact same thing and it's so transparent, it's just literally we've got to have towers to climb. You need a tower. Mm. Go have a tower why is it always a tower? Why is it always some form of tower? Well it's because they can make a big expanse and they can put it in the distance and you can see it looming over the edge of the horizon. That's just I would like a Mad Max game. That's what open happened world? to checkpoints? You have to run. There's a Mad Max game set in the open world coming out soon, made by the guys who made Just Cause. Oh really? Yeah. This oh, year. that's what's coming out. That's the game yeah. that was on Amazon. Okay. What happened to checkpoints? You have to run through in games. <laughs> oh, what you mean like, um... like Mario? Where you yeah. jump through the. They become outdated when levels no longer needed spaces to load. When oh. you could load an entire expanse, you didn't need that anymore. So they needed different ways. Up to high it. scores. <laughs> People didn't want high scores. I want high scores. They wanted kill-death ratios. Oh, that shit. But Shadows of Mordor. Eh. I'll play for it, I'll finish it. I feel it's unfair that we use that as an example in this when there's Call of Duty. Yeah. Have you got the whiskey? Yes, I've got the whiskey. Can I still some whiskey? I have some grants. Thank you. Right, um, your review. My review, uh, my number three review this week is... Uh, I've got whiskey on my... Um, my my pl- mat thing man no. oh. oh no mine mine is an interesting one this week because I started recently I'm going to pick I'm just going to quickly just throw a shout out to another podcast because they're never going to shout us out back but mm. I'm going to give them a shout I started listening to the podcast The Worst Idea of All Time in which two gentlemen decided they're going to watch Grown Ups 2 every week for 52 weeks <laughs> and review it each time they watch it and uh you watch some sadomasochistic bullshit, man. I know, right? I am probably the I'm pretty I'm probably the the biggest hater of Adam Sandler right now. I I despise the man. Fair um, <laughs> I feel like a jilted lover. <laughs> but um, Adam Sandler released a film called Grown Ups, which I despised, and then he released Jack and Jill and and Grown Ups Two and Blended. I saw both Jack and Jill, and I saw Blended. 
just a picture I'm just showing. Um, people are going to be angry. That's Anita Sarkeesian at Notch's house. Oh, <laughs> good for her. She needs some. She needs some cheering up after that shit. Um, so anyway, so I watched Grown Ups two on the on the wings of propulsion that were this podcast. It was a, fantastically funny, and I thought these two two people nailed it exactly. This film is a desperate bag of mean spirited, hate filled jokes that have no real reason or rhyme, and j- just shouldn't be aimed at anyone. It's just it's a cruel film. One of the biggest issues I have for it is that they've invented a world where people's midlife crises manifest themselves in fantastically beautiful wives um incredibly uh incredibly rich and and fantastic houses they live in there's one person who is dating a lady who's a background character she's incredibly hot and she's in a few scenes she's in the scene at scene at this gym she's like next to Mayor Rudolph or uh, Selma Hayek, and she's and she's then revealed to be the wife of a teacher there at the school that the, his kids go to, that the Amazon's kids go to, and he is a bumbling sixty-year-old idiot who has no redeeming factors. He ends up blue for some fucking reason. I, I don't because know it was funny because the in plot is, Arrested Development yeah. when Jeffrey Tambor was blue. Yeah, probably, <laughs> and then ends up in a party at the end as a Smurf, and his family dressed as Smurfs to support him. And I was just thinking to myself, use this opportunity to escape this horrible life. You are a beautiful <laughs> woman. You should be thriving out there. You clearly look after yourself. You go to yoga and you're dating a man that has more roles than a bakery aisle in Sainsbury's. You are a, you, you are doing yourself a disservice. But anyway, that was my reaction to that movie. Um, the plot is very sparse. The idea is that Adam Sandler is... Um, is bored with life because he has done very well in Hollywood. Put little quotation marks around that. I don't know what Hollywood is in terms of this film. Yeah, that's the that's the idea of the movie. The plot. Yeah, and this, what the was his job? Though. Don't know. Hollywood. He worked in advertising um, in Jack and Jill, didn't he? Yeah, which is a good excuse to have uh, product placement everywhere. Uh, no. Anyway, we'll get to Jack and Jill in a minute. So yeah, he's doing really well. And it just follows him over the course of a day. During this day, he kills four people. One of them is Nick Swarsden. He's very quickly struck off because. He is struggling with his sexuality. This is a joke in the film. Struggling with his sexuality. He was married. His wife has left him because he was sodomizing himself with a banana using the excuse he was trying to eat it using his anus. Okay, when they find this out and they find out that he's emotionally disparate, he's destroyed inside, he's taking medication, they decide to prop him up, pretend he's alive, and then make a weekend at Bernie's joke with some rope, and then slam his head so that I can only assume he broke his neck into the back of the bus as they're driving. It's grown up still. Still grown ups. Um, then, as his uh, another another nice plot point is, David Spade has discovered he has a son with a woman he addresses only as as um, hiccups. Okay, this is the plot to this is the plot to no, this is the plot to same one. Okay, he <laughs> discovers he has a child named Hiccups. No, no, with a woman named Hiccups. Okay, and his child, th- David Spade. Okay, so th- th- just to point this out, David Spade is the only person in this film I can see actually has growth hmm. or actually has any sort of plot point. As the film goes on, he lies to his son initially because he's terrified of him because he's this massive hulking gentleman. And I think there might actually be a subplot that David Spade has somehow made his dick deliver the super soldier serum into women's vaginas and wombs. Didn't you spot him in Captain America? Thus making, thus yeah. making this massive hulking manchild who's also very good at fighting, but more on that later. <laughs> so David Spade lies to him and says he's going to help her soup kitchen. Some strange lie. Don't know why. Son goes to school for the last day of school even though he's only just turned up in town and hasn't enrolled in school. They've let this 
person who looks to be a middle-aged man into the school under the guise that he is a child for some... He's got tattoos, and they let him into the school. He's got tattoos and a goatee, and they let him in the school. They're like, oh, you're a kid. Come to school for the very last day of school, even though we're not going to teach anything, and there's really no point in you being here. Come in. And so he goes to school for the very last day, and later finds out that his dad was lying to him, becomes very upset, to which point David Spade realises that he needs to become a better man and a better father for this child, or he's just going to keep going through the cycle of abuse. Lovely. Now, that's not the only thing. And this is the thing that really surprised me. So at the end of Grown Ups, there's a woman who is transgender in town. There are many jokes made at her expense by Selma Hayek and Mayor Rudolph and uh, Maria Bella. And it's very upsetting because although I understand it's funny that a lady might have once had a penis, it's time to get over that. Like, America, come on, it's time. That's done. This is a film made last year or the year before, and they're taking the piss out of transgender people. It's just not fair. So um, David Spade is revealed to have been sleeping with this woman. She's quite muscly. She's very, very strong. And that's another joke they make. And he is revealed to have been sleeping with this woman. Much another, more jokes coming from Adam Sandler and the crew. You know, these guys you're meant to like. That person's different to us. Let's laugh at them. She's different. She's a joke. But David Spade, at the very end of the film, he's at the party and he tells the woman, I want to be in your arms. I want to be safe. And they're together. And he hears snickering as he's holding this woman. He's embracing this massive, muscly woman. He's a very short man. That's another joke. Yeah, he's tiny. I think that's another joke. Um, And over over in the corner of his eyes, he he looks over and there's people laughing and making jokes. And goes, I don't care. And and to me, that was a nice little... Someone there had a little bit of a heart-string moment. Because I I actually, for a moment, I was like, Grown Ups 2 has done something right. It's made a man who... It's it's much the same thing that Sons of Anarchy did right in this finale. Because Tig ends up... I'm not gonna, actually, I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil something here as well as grown ups too. Let's but not do that. You already said that Tig ends up. Tig ends up. <laughs> Full stop. Um, but Tig David is. Spade admits his love for this large transgender woman, accepts that he may be mocked, he accepts the will of his awful, awful friends. Yeah, they're terrible people. And and he just turns around and he says, "I don't care. I'm with this woman." And it's lovely. And David Spade is the only character who does anything nice. <laughs> Everyone else is evil. And there's a fight scene. There's a massive fight scene at the end. And one thing that I can say about Grand Ops 2 is they hired someone who knows about fight scenes. Because although a lot of the punches visibly don't hit, a lot of the flips and some of the, the more you know technical stuff they do looks really good. Why does it come to the point that a film called Grown Ups has a fight scene at the end of it? Because Ch- Taylor Lautner is in it, and if you take his top off and you don't have a fight scene, you're just a paedophile. Oh. Taylor Lautner's just terrible. He's a weird-looking kid, isn't he? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Grown Ups 2. Don't ever see it. Don't watch it, but do listen to the podcast Worst Idea of All Time, because it's fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, they did tell me not to watch the film. That's one of the messages they have in their podcast. <laughs> but I had to watch it. I, I, You know, you know, um, with Jack and Jill as well, I watched Jack and Jill because I was told it's the worst film of all time, and I actually just got angry the whole time. I've never... I, I never wanted to watch A Man's Descent into Dementia, but after seeing... seeing um, Al Pacino... Yeah. Um, in that film, I can only assume that man needs to go to a hospital. There's something <laughs> bad happening. He doesn't care anymore. He's getting paid. In, I don't think he restaurant. even knows he was an actor anymore. <laughs> I think he may be dying. <laughs> and no one's doing anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember me. It's like, uh, oh god. And that film is just atrocious. But anyway, I, I, um, after watching Blender and Jack and Jill, I can only assume that Adam Sandler thinks that we're all butts of jokes. And if someone was to say butt to him, he'd probably giggle and go gay, and then he'd make a gay joke. Because he's kind of a cunt. Yeah. I think he's a cunt. But Grown Ups 2, if Grown Ups 2 was just about the relationship with David Spade and that whole King child that he somehow birthed, 
It would actually probably just be a mediocre comedy. It wouldn't be offensive. Would Rob Schneider be in it? He, you know what? Rob Schneider would be an improvement in this film. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Yeah. I hate Kevin James. He made Zookeeper, and now he's done this. Cool Block Mall Cop 2's coming out there. So he, yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't wait. He works at a... Do you know the thing that the, the thing that annoys me the most about Paul Blart and the thing that annoys me the most about Kevin James is Kevin James once made an attempt to to be in a proper comedy film. I don't know. So did you see Here Comes the Boom? Yeah. Here Comes the Boom. He lost a load of weight, yeah. and he really committed to the physicality of that role. He like learned a few wrestling moves, and he did. Attempt. I felt like that film at one point was something different. Like yeah. it was a light comedy thing, but when Kevin James came on board, they were like, "Oh, you're gonna have to fall over now." Yeah, and like here's here's a Russian guy with a funny accent, just because we're fucking idiots and we're mm. racist. But here comes the boom. He lost so much weight, and then he put it all back on. I can only assume this man is dying <laughs> to make these films. He is fucking his heart. He wants to be the next Jonah Hill. <laughs> but that's the thing. Jonah Hill at least almost got an Oscar. Kevin James is only going to get milkshakes thrown at him in the street or oh. a constant what world fucking do we live stream in of where, nut punches. Where Jonah Hill's a friggin' Oscar-nominated actor. He's also a racist and a bigot. Yeah. He's a homophobe, so who cares? Who was the other one that got an Oscar nomination that you just wouldn't believe? Channing Tatum did it, didn't did he? No, uh, Channing Tatum I'd give an Oscar to. He's <laughs> fucking awesome. I want to see the new film he's in, Foxcatcher. Yeah, looks yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, I read the history on that as well. But anyway, I'd give Adam Sandler's film Grown Ups to and Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, I've already got that head cut out from I the other episode. I fucking despise him. I really do. He knows what he's doing. I he was say, funny once. And you Happy see... Gilmore, Happy uh, Ma- Billy Madison, no. Wedding Singer, Spanglish, Spanglish, yeah, Spanglish. You can watch. You can watch um, Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love is his Rain only Over genuinely me. good film. Rain yeah. Over Me is fucking fantastic. Yeah. And then Funny People. He knows when he's doing a good film because he commits to those roles. Yeah. But then he fucking does this tripe. He has enough money. What is the fucking point in putting people through this horrible pain? What is the point in him making it so there's another generation of twats walking the street going, I've got Dickie the Lady? You're a fucking idiot. What is wrong with the world? You ever watched um, Eight Crazy Nights? I actually really like Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> Fuck off. That's a terrible <laughs> It was it was a good representation of Jewish people handling Christmas. Yeah, but poor that's their that's their Hanukkah movie, man. <laughs> yeah, it is a Hanukkah movie. Poor buggers, can't they have a better one? Christmas vacation, just call it Hanukkah vacation. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Kwanzaa vacation. Kwanzaa vacation. What was that? What was that accent? <laughs> there needs to be a um, Tim and Eric's Crimbus. That's what I need. I don't know. I don't know why it's even called Christmas. I don't even know why it's associated with um, Christians because it's a fucking pagan holiday. They've just What's to do with Christianity. Yeah, it's nothing to do with Christianity. So yeah, you just reviewed whatever that, that was. Um, Grown ups too. I just got really angry. I'm really sorry, people. Like you're going to hear a lot of this. The the more time goes on, the older I get, the more bitter and resentful I'm going to be of Hollywood for making this shit. Fair enough. I hope that one day they do give us the chance to... If they just gave us 100 grand, we could make a film. And we'd probably make a better film than most of the fucking shit. Or we'd do what Tim and Eric did and just blow it all on makeovers and expensive yoga masters and stuff. And then have to quickly take jobs to pay off the debt. I have a... I, I, <laughs> all right. Right now, I've just come up with the plot of a movie I want Hollywood to make. No, that was the plot of Tim and Eric's Bill and Dollar movie. Oh right, yeah, no, I've just, just, I've just come up with a plot of a movie. You can help me. Should we, should we finalise now? Yeah. All right, we don't need to. We can carry on to the next. Go one. for it. All right. So just <laughs> tell the story of a man who's going to work every day, and one day there's a building on fire, and he, for some reason, against his better judgment, runs in, and it turns out the only thing that's in the building is a dog. 
but he tells everyone that a woman, he saved a woman and she ran off into the day and gives a false explanation of a lady that ran off into the day that he supposedly saved. Wait, isn't that Accidental Hero? No, that was the one about the plane going down and Dustin Hoffman not wanting to be a hero. This is a man pretending to be a hero when he didn't actually do anything. And there's like a media panic and they're trying to find this lady. And a lady comes forward and says she's that woman. And it's this man having to deal with this psychopath there's actually just a mad woman. It could be a sequel to that friggin' film with Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper. Oh, what? All about Steve? Yeah. No, 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 no. Cause, Perfect, because she's cause a psychopath in that. Here's the thing, here's the thing, though. He's the dickhead still, because he's the one who initially made up the lie. So mm. he would still be the villain, and this woman would yeah. be clinging... And he deserves Sandra Bullock from All About Steve. Yeah, but she, <laughs> I'd, I'd still fuck Sandy Bullock in that yeah, film. Because she, she just seemed like she had some sort of... Autism. Mental... Condition. It's crazy. It's a horrible film. She, I, you know what, Sandra Bullock (laughs) in Demolition Man. (laughs) I would. Oh yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, no. Let's make that film. Just make that film. It's just you could start out light-hearted comedy, and then you get a little bit of intrigue when he lies, and then as it goes on and it gets deeper and deeper, she'll be revealed to be this lovely, lovely woman, but he'll always be paranoid, and in the end, it, it flips on you, and he fucking ends up beating her viciously. Because he thinks, oh, she's lying. She's not this woman. She's not. And it turns out the whole time she was in the building, an hour before it went on fire, boom! Oh, that's a difference, though. It flips it, though. Flips yeah. it. Because it just, it seems like maybe, maybe there's someone else going And on. what happens to the dog? The dog survives. He, he adopts it. Is the dog called Boomer? No, the dog would be called <laughs> Snifflepants. Snifflepants. Fair enough. I that could be the name it. of the film. I would have called the dog, um, Tim. Hollywood, give us money. <laughs> we can make this. Uh, we just came up with that idea. I say we. I just shouted at the microphone random words that made some sort of plot. Yeah. They need to make that. Yeah. I'm going to basically... Uh, my idea to make a film plot is to basically take Predator, yep. put Roadhouse in the middle of it... Holy shit. And then just put the end of Predator at the end of it. I'm making it rain on Ant's yeah. face right now. I'm giving him as much of the budget as I can contribute. Yeah, talking of big releases. <laughs> uh, my last review <laughs> this week. I said I was going to do another Asian film. You're so excited. Yeah. I'm going to do 13 Assassins by Takeshi Miike, which I finally got round to watching this last week. It's a remake of an old Seven film. Seven Samurai. It's, it's a not remake. a remake of Seven Samurai. It's a remake of 13 Assassins. Is it? <laughs> yes. Oh, I've seen it. It has a yeah. similar plot to Seven Samurai. By... Yeah. Um, Ishi something or the other I've forgotten his name mm. who cares Japanese names are difficult to remember They're sometimes crazy names but um, 13 Assassins is friggin amazing I've constant consistently over the years of watching Mika Takashi's films mm. which I've watched a lot of them from I'm talking like way back beyond like before Ichi the Killer beyond Batman um, <laughs> Batman Beyond he didn't do Batman Beyond but um, but if he did he like I'm consistently amazed at how versatile he is as a director and 13 Assassins is a prime example. It's got the high action that you want from the films for the final part of the f- the final part of the film, yeah. for the climax. But it's not got the bloody anime style gore that goes on in Japanese films these days, where it's all like, it's not too over the top. Yeah, because you know Tarantino did it in one of his films, so now all Japanese films have to have it because they want to be like Tarantino films. Because I'd like Tarantino to direct an anime. <laughs> he did part of Kill Bill. Yeah, um, twice. Kill Bill Volume Two as well. <laughs> Jesus, it is an anime. But um, fighting yeah, assassins, like the the martial art, the fighting sequences is pure classic style martial arts. Lots of people running around, waving their arms about in the background to make the scene look vibrant, while a couple of people are fighting in the middle. Yep. Um, 
just really nicely staged sequences where they're blocking off parts of the town with massive great big wood really great set design yeah that's that's a brilliant set I'd love yeah. to yeah that's like I thought at first they were going to be using one of those um, there's like a town in Kyoto which is like a old fashioned Japanese style town yeah. a lot of films get filmed there um, they do stage shows and stuff mm-hmm. I thought they were using one of them sort of things but it's not this is like a full blown set they built yeah and it's ridiculous that film has references to um, Yasujiro Ozu's shooting style in the early parts of the film mm-hmm. when everyone's having their conversations and it's all shot in a tatami shot mat style Yeah, um, camera almost face onto the characters I liked the lighting trick with the fire yeah. you don't see that anymore not since westerns <laughs> not since westerns started from the original like, sort of yeah. martial arts ones but the, the lighting of the fire coming up below them yeah yeah that was great but really it's nice beautifully made beautifully shot film mm. and I really want the rest of Mika Takashi's films to get released over here because we still haven't got like a dragon, the Yakuza no. film. Um, still can't get Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. He did Yataman. I forgot he did Phoenix Wright, yeah. Ace Attorney. He did a film yeah. for the game, didn't the he? The director who has a film which ends spoilers with a woman giving birth to possibly her own su- her own twin male form in Gozu. Wasn't that remade in birth? No, no, no. Goes at the end. He like the the one of the characters turns into a woman part way through the film, and then gives birth to the male side of herself. Um, strange film. <laughs> I watched that, and I didn't get any of that towards no, the end. No, you won't. I probably um, fell asleep at least twice. Yeah, it's no, a I weird film. I remember there's some people but drumming a car. He made like a panda. He made Phoenix Wright though, man. Like, it's a and great it's, game. it's pure Phoenix Wright. It looks and feels like Phoenix Wright. Does he have the hair? Yeah. <laughs> That's it awesome. is entirely. It's like he's just looked at the game and he's gone. Yeah, it'll, it'll look like that. Yeah. Like the sh- everything's angular and all design and the cat. Yeah. Um, the Yakuza film he did that is like it's spot on Yakuza <laughs> Ryu Gagatoku as it should be called. That's awesome. Because um, that's what the Yakuza games are called everywhere else. Um, but he's also done one called Ninja Kids and I really want to see that film because it's about a little gang. It's it's pure. It feels like one of those anime things that came out of the sixties. Yeah, like Naruto. Um, or something. A gang of like six year old ninjas. Yeah, like like three ninjas or something like that. Oh, great film, but they're all like color coded. Each one's like blue, yellow, pink ninjas, <laughs> and they get involved in this big old battle type thing. It's all these little ninjas like having an adventure, and it's a really silly, fun film. And this is the guy who like you know shot a film where someone gets their cheeks ripped off, or uh, another person gets split through the middle and his guts fall to the floor. The guy's hung up on hooks and has hot oil. Oh yeah. Back, yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful scene. That's yeah, a great scene. But this this guy's like the way he shoots. He switch from handheld to steady cams to like locked off shots he'll shoot what suits the style of the film (laughs) which was the the camera is the person's face as they open the curtains yeah and then you see as if the camera is the eye of the person and then you look down so you go from the head down to a separate camera completely from the view and it looks down and there's semen on the ground lovely (laughs) but it's a Hit that 13 Assassins, highly recommended. It's a well really good film. It. Yeah, excellent film. I like the fact, um, you know, like when. I might watch it again, actually. <laughs> in most Hollywood films, like they have a set, it's all done, it's all built, and that's it. Hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, but as the time went on in the film, there was more mud on the ground. Yeah. There was more armaments, not armaments, but they they made more supports in the. in the And it, the, it sort of evolved as the story went on. I don't good. think the camera moves until like halfway through the film. Oh, what? Because it's always that. I think the camera's constantly shot. It's like st- I'm, I'm pretty sure Shoulder there's no height, yeah. It? I'm pretty sure the closest thing to a move is a, is a um, track tracking shot, but there's no actual like handheld like movements or anything until much later on when you actually get into the oh, meat. It's a of the great action. aerial shot where the gates are opening oh, yeah, yeah. and the people are rushing in, and you've got the two main ones, and the people go around the sides and mm. yeah, fantastic. 
It's a brilliant film. I love how the guy's got the fake sword at the end, which explains away why he couldn't hack through the guy's neck at the mm. start of it. So that little shot where he's like constantly trying to kill the guy's eyes, neck's really tough. It's because you've got a crappy sword, mate. You're not a samurai. <laughs> it reminds me of that thing that I spoke about last time, that Ryunyo... Uh, Ruin or Kenshin. Yeah. He's got the sword that's bladed on his end. Yeah. Like a penance, so that when he's fighting people, he has to, he can't kill them. Yeah. And if they, if he's blocking, it hurts him. Like, it's his penance for killing some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a nice little touch in um, Persona if you're using one of the katana swords and you're fighting against um, someone who's a friend of yours that you're trying to defeat because you have to you have to defeat their back dart side. The main character turns his sword around so the um, the blocking ends in yeah. front. Of him. That's a nice little touch. Doesn't do it when you got like a bastard sword like I'm running around with. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, nice touch there. But yeah, Thirteen Assassins highly recommended. Well yeah, watching. So would I. Really watch, good film. I forgot that about shizzle. that. 2013 that came out. It's early in that. It's 2011, isn't it? I think 2013 is when we finally got it over here. Maybe. Yeah. Like early on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a good, great film. Because it came out when I worked at HMV. Oh. I know that. But, um, yeah, damn fine film. Mm, really well made. What's your last review? Uh, my last review is another free game. Uh, this month's Game of Gold, Games of Gold game on Xbox One is D4. Battlegrounds. Oh. Why do you play one Battlegrounds? I already had D4, so I just downloaded <laughs> I paid for D4. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends has been playing D4 and this game's really odd it reminds me of Deadly Premonition I said there's a reason for that yeah. <laughs> so. um, no I, I, I've been playing uh, Worms Battleground because I didn't get around to playing it last time it was free so I downloaded it again this time and, Worms um, is so, good uh, it's it's fine it tries to inject a story where there doesn't need to be one um, a lot of it feels like meandering and there's so much shit that's been added that it makes a fan of the series feel like they just have wandered into the wrong game <laughs> But all in all, it's Worms, if it's free. Is it the one with um, Matt Thingy doing the voiceover on it? Oh, no, I don't play with the sound on right now. Oh, dude, one of them's got Thingy, like, what's his face? Renum from Hit Crowd. Him. Him. Oh, um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. I should know his name. But um, but anyway, yeah, so it's a, it's a fine game. And for free, even better. Um, there's not really much to say about it. If you played Worms, you played this. It's just... There is a redundant story mode that you should probably skip. I really wouldn't encourage anyone to play that, but there's online multiplayer and things like that. And uh, yeah, it just seems seems like a fine bit of software for free. Yeah. Yeah. I won't get it. Is that the one that's like, it's got the online play in it? Because I remember one of them was like basically a remake of one of the Dreamcast what games. Third person? Oh, it's got the two modes. But this one is just 3D from the site, so it's 2.5 3D. Oh, right, yeah, because it was like basically an updated version of one of the older yeah. games, yeah. Because it came out on PC a while ago. Yeah. There was one Worms game, I'm pretty sure, has both modes in it. It has the 3D mode. I think that's Worms Fortress. Is it? Yeah. No. It's really sad that we know so many Worms games. I played the original, man, once it was a shareware so game. Back when T- Team 17 oh, just no, basically played, used to... played on the Mega Drive. No, I played on the Amiga. Like, <laughs> Team 17 basically... The original Worms, it was basically done as a little demo thing, yeah. and it was given away through the Amiga Power magazine, I think it was. Nice. Um, and there was like a couple of levels you could play on. One of them was just the Amiga logo. Oh, nice. Like that you could play on. Amiga Power logo, rather, for the magazine. Yeah. But it was done before the game was released, and it was just like a little thing they chucked out. Team 17 used to do all sorts of stuff like that. Like yeah. they would do demo versions of Cannon Fodder and things like that, just, oh, just for the magazine. Fodder. Cannon Fodder was levels. on the uh, PlayStation, wasn't it? There's a new Cannon Fodder they did recently, which was terrible. Really? Yeah. yeah. The old Cannon Fodders were on the Mega Drive. They're great games. Yeah. But Worms, yeah, I've, I've played it right from the beginning. I do prefer the old art style to the new one. I, see, I was going to like say this. Pixelated I really simplest. wish that it was pixelated. But, yeah. um, or even, I know that you've gone up to a new console and it's 1080p and all this shit. Then just give it like give it a bit of like an anime style, like something animated. just like hmm. or, or like, just not this faux 3D. 
don't need to be like that. They're cell shaded, aren't they? They're all chunky. And they're not cell shaded, are they? They're not. It's just like a three. It's they're really all like bland. Chunky looking, aren't they? They're all chunky looking. There's different types of worms now. Mm. So you've got scouts and you've got chubby worms. I always have the um, what is it? The Liverpudlian accent, the scout accent on them. Who knows? Because it sounds like you put the accent, put the Liverpudlian accent, in, it sounds like they're Lister. No, I've <laughs> never done that. I've never delved that deep into the options. You need the sound on. You got. I've got one through on my phone, and it's just I don't even have the sound on when I play it. Terrible. How do you not have the sound on? Because I've learned my lesson after playing at Sunset Overdrive. But you need to listen to him going, you'll pay for that. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. it's a fine bit of software. And especially free. It's great for free. I mean, I'd recommend everyone download it and give it a go. Yeah. I, I don't have an Xbox One, so I can't do all that. What's the free game this month? MX versus ATV live right now. Yeah, there's on another 360. one halfway through the month. Yeah, uh, Witcher 2. Next. Oh, it's a really good game. Yeah, really I played good. that before. I couldn't get into it. Did you not? <laughs> no, try on the, uh, try on the Xbox. I'm going to give it another try because I'm going to do a video. Yeah, get it on the Xbox 360. I, yeah, I that's can, what I played it on. I can speedrun the first like hour of that game. <laughs> I paid for it when it was in the Hungarian marketplace for yeah. like £4. I bought it when it came out and I just struggled. Uh, but um, It's a very tough game. There's a lot going on early early into it as well. Hmm. So, so I played um, MX versus ATV Alive and got content ID'd by The Orchard for visual content. Correct. And uh, they don't own it. Nordic Games do. Has anyone ever tried the content ID one of our podcasts? <laughs> no, no, not yet. I've been quite safe so far. But um, yeah, they refused to release the content ID warning and they've said it's valid, so I've appealed it, which could mean they could shut my channel down because it's decided by them. Fantastic, that, isn't it? They can choose to have the video removed and all this. So yeah, thanks YouTube for that system. Remember when I reviewed content ID on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. Anyway. Still angry about that one. That's this week's podcast. Whoa! Oh, that was Jesus great. Tiger. I know, right? Peaked that audio. Yeah, yeah, well, thanks. I'm going to have to normalise that. That's another three seconds of my life when I get back. Rock and roll! <laughs> but yeah, we've been out and Matt. Yeah, have a good week. Or two weeks. And mm. uh, if there's any indie developers out there that would like us to give them a segment, just a couple of minutes talking about the show, just let us know what the game is and we'll do our best to have a look. Yeah. All right. Boy! Yeah, yeah, something like that. Where can you find us? Uh, oh yeah, you can find me at Cinemagen <laughs> on Twitter. You can find Ant at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we both also have YouTube channels. Mine is under the name Cinemagen. I also have a WordPress, which you'll find under Cinemagen.wordpress. Ant is on YouTube LV454 Space Monkey again. It's Mellow Gaming. Just search Mellow Gaming. Look for the one with all the like the plain white artwork on everything because I can't do art. <laughs> <laughs> And you can also find Ant on Film Dump, yeah. Game Dump. No one looks at Game Dump. I haven't posted anything to that for like a year. Okay. So Screw you can that. find Ant on Film Dump. Yep. We're also both on Facebook. Have a look, check us out, and let us know. Have a good time. time. I don't mind if they don't have a good time. They're not listening to this part anyway. <laughs> Bye. Bye.